Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Me? I'm doing amazing. Why? No particular reason. Things are going good. Nice, relaxing week. Lots of work. So, can't complain. Um, actually, no, fuck it. I can't complain. No Panthers hockey since our last episode. Yeah, I was like getting like ready in the mindset of it. And I was like, wait nothing's happened yeah uh, i was like, we haven't played yeah so like which is which is a bummer because usually you know on these you know we like to talk about the games you know what we like what we didn't like stuff like that um just literally not possible for this one um because nothing has happened really from the team uh since everything that happened uh from the last you know couple episodes and stuff going on um but yeah, the good news though is that there is some other stuff going on around the league uh, that you know I think you know we should probably talk about on this one. Number one, it appears as though the trade talks for Jack Eichel have heated up significantly uh, in the last little bit, and that it is down to two teams: the Calgary Flames and the Vegas Golden Knights for the services of Jack Eichel. In oh like, man! Oh man! Yeah. Now realistically we're recording this wednesday night at about 10 p.m by the time this episode is out at 3 a.m uh tomorrow it is probably more than likely that jack eichel's already been traded realistically based on how these things usually go i'd say it's probable probably historically this has happened multiple times where we talk about something and then it happens um but talk about the jack eichel trade um We've seen reports from Kevin Weeks about one of the Flames offer, which we'll get into. But first, Vegas or Calgary, what do you think is the better destination for Jack Eichel? I mean, selfishly, I would love to see him go to Vegas. I think that, like, I don't know. It's just, like, Vegas getting, like, every single superstar to me is actually, like, pretty exciting. I know how, like, it could seem annoying to some people, but I'm just, like, feed it to them. Like, like, grow the sport there. It's unbelievable what they've done already. If they got a guy like Jack Eichel, it would be unbelievable. Yeah, well, and for Vegas, too. Like, Vegas has obviously been, been unbelievable since they first came into the league, right? But they've never really had, like, a top, top center. Like, I know William Carlson, he scored 40 in his first year there, right? And then has since gone back to kind of normal a bit. Right. Like they've had Paul Stastny, right? Like they've had some some good centers there. Like they have Chandler Stevenson right now. I mean, their entire team's pretty much hurt right now. Uh, but they've never really had like a, a franchise center and they've had all that success without having one. Um, so what could that team look like 
with Jack Eichel. I think they'd be incredibly dangerous. They'd be fun to watch. Um, be great for Vegas fans. But actually, selfishly, I think I'd rather see him go to Calgary. Calgary does does pose some pretty nifty advantages. Well, and, and the main one for me is that other than watching, you know, like the, the Battle of Florida, I love watching the Battle of Alberta between those two teams, uh, the Oilers and Flames. Like you got, you know, a ton of animosity. We saw the goalie fight a couple of years ago between Mike Smith and Cam Talbot, Zach Cassian, Kachuk. They're always going at it. McDavid, Gaudreau. There's tons of skill out there on the ice. So throw in Jack Eichel in there, the second overall pick behind Connor McDavid kind of feed into that narrative a little bit. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Uh, both te- both of those teams right now are playing really, really well uh, too. So to add Jack Eichel into that, I think would be a lot of fun from kind of a, a neutral point of view. So I, I, I would love to see Jack Eichel in a Flames uniform. And I think, honestly, I think it's probably the more realistic possibility. The, the way I... That's well, the thing. We don't know what Vegas's potential package is. I've, like I've, I've seen some people kind of rumors that it would be, you know, uh, Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, and then either uh, another prospect in there too, and a first, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, it's a solid offer. I really like Peyton Krebs. I also really like Alex Tuck as, a, you know, a big kind of power forward type guy. I think he brings a really nice element to any team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would be a nice fit there in Buffalo. I mean, realistically, anyone could fit there in Buffalo. They have like not much going on, <laughs> so you just slide in. You know, you're coming back. You're probably on the first line. Um, but Calgary, we do. We had the report today from Kevin Weeks, um, who said that his understanding is the Flames have uh, are offering Kachuk, who in brackets he said is a future potential captain, which I absolutely agree with. He's you know a big part of their team and a big leader for them an upcoming first-round pick, a former first-round pick, and two prospects in the sweepstakes for Eichel. What are your thoughts on this offer? If you're Buffalo, do you say yes? What do you think? If I'm Buffalo, I am, like, really, really close to pulling the trigger. I I never thought they'd get good of an offer waiting this long into the season. Yeah, it's and it, it's a very, very interesting move from the Flames because Matthew Kachuk is one of your most, if not your most important player. Yeah, you're currently second in your division. Like, there's no reason to sell big. Like, it, it, it's, it's a bit like that part's perplexing because, again, they're playing some great hockey right now. Their penalty kill has been unbelievable. And if you make this deal, yes, you get Jack Eichel, but you get Jack Eichel in five months. Exactly. Like he's still, he's going to have to go through surgery and there's no guarantees. No. Whereas Matthew Kachuk, you have an established player and Matthew Kachuk would probably accept the same contract that Eichel's on right now. Yeah. Well, this is like, because again, on surface value, like that's the trade, right? But there is a lot like when you dig into it a bit more, there are different components. For example, like with Matthew Kachuk, right? He signed a bridge deal on his, after coming off his uh, entry-level contract, right? His next qualifying offer is at $9 million, right? If like, what if Calgary doesn't think they can retain Matthew Kachuk long-term? Like what if Matthew Kachuk doesn't want to be a Calgary flame long-term? 
in which case he could take that $9 million qualifying offer, stay the year, and then leave after, and the Flames are left with nothing. So to me, the fact that he's even talked about in this trade kind of leads me to think that there's a realistic possibility Matthew Kachuk doesn't want to be in Calgary long-term. Now, there's like no other evidence to support that, right? But him being thrown out there in this deal kind of makes me question that. And then also on the flip side, like if you're Buffalo, do you think Matthew Kachuk's going to want to stay there? It's a risk. It's a risk. And my guess, are they allowed to talk? Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't like, I don't think uh, like realistic. I don't think. I, I don't think, think the, Buffalo Buffalo does not do it unless they have some sort of guarantee like or, or optimism that he's gonna stay. That he's gonna stay. Exactly. Yeah, like, because otherwise, like, you look at this deal, and if that's what you're offering, all like at face value for Jack Eichel, you do that deal all day, right? As good as Jack Eichel is. Matthew Kachuk's an excellent player. You get the first round pick. You get the former first round pick. You get two prospects. There's a lot, like there's a lot to like there for Buffalo. It's a great offer, but if you can't get Kachuk to resign. Yeah. The the way I see it is Jack Eichel's value to Buffalo right now. Hockey wise is zero. Yeah. It actually, it's probably in the negatives because it's creating a distraction. Yeah. So if you get, yeah, I honestly, if that's the, if that's actually the deal that's on the table and I'm Buffalo, this is getting done tonight. Yeah. Well, the other component of it too, is that Kevin Weeks says a former first round pick. There are a lot of first round picks that could be possible there. So, so who do we have? Well, so I'm going I'm to throw out some names, right, of first-round picks in the Flames organization just off the top of my head that I can think of. They have Matthew Coronado from this most recent draft, I believe. Um, they have Connor Zary from the year before. Before that, they have Jacob Pelletier, uh, you know, the undersized winger, yeah. basically the next Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, and then other than that, like you have Valamac. He's a former first, but I don't think Buffalo had wanted a defenseman based on the young D that they have, even though they haven't really done much uh, so far. But then, like, again, like a first-round pick is so vague because, like, you can also throw in names like Sean Monahan's a former first-round pick. Michael Backlund's a former first-round pick. And, yes, you guessed it, so is Eric Goodbranson, former <laughs> first-round pick of the Florida Panthers. They all qualify under that. Like it's not it's not out of the question to think that there's something else going back to Calgary in that deal. Yeah, I, I would as like if that's just if that's just it for Jack Eichel, that's a lot. I would assume they would want something else back. I don't know I, what that would be though. I, I yeah, I have no like, idea. I don't know like, what makes up the difference. You have to think it's something decent. Yeah, or like let's say let's say let's say hypothetically, it is uh, Valamaki from the Flames, the good young Finnish defenseman that they have. Let's say he's going back, and then maybe uh, Buffalo throws in Samuelson, like a lesser defensive prospect, is potentially something. I don't know. Like that's just a thought. I lo- I lo- we saw him play in. Plymouth. 
Yeah, he's big. Sam I, I, we, I, I, I really liked him. I think you really liked him too. Well, I think we both just have a thing for big defensemen. <laughs> just big mobile defensemen? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Count me in. Yeah. Like, and then, Next and then, Kevin Ball. Like, Buffalo does have a decent amount of expiring contracts next year that you could see get exchanged just based on the principle that Matthew Kachuk's uh, uh, contract is expiring. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, there's, there's, it's, it's a really interesting kind of trade. I never thought, like, I knew Calgary's been rumored to be in on Eichel for a long time. I didn't think Matthew Kachuk was ever, like, part of that. No, I, like, I would, like, he's a player I would have assumed is untouchable. Every, every time, yeah, every time we were like talking about like potential packages that Calgary could offer, I not a single time did we include Matthew Kachuk. That is just, well, I just, assumed, just we just assumed it was a non starter, right? Out of the question, yeah. But, that, but I, I mean, that's a that, that's a huge, huge huge like not a gamble but it's it's a huge step for tree living it, it's a big swing for tree living and i know you know he's been there a long time right and i'm sure he's facing some pressure to to make some moves and do something but is that the right move i mean jack like was a phenomenal player and so is matthew kachuk but matthew kachuk and same thing with brady is they just have this uniqueness about them where like i don't like i don't see another player like matthew kachuk in the league like show me Matthew Kachuk show me a guy that's like that big that strong that plays with that much of an edge that has as much skill as he has I don't think another one exists in this league right now I really don't like listen there's talent wise he's up there like just with the Stuff he tries during games. I keep going back to the na- goal against Nashville in overtime a between the legs. Goal. Unbelievable. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and it, it's, it's such like an unassuming player too. Like it kind of reminds me like of, of Barkov with the Panthers where it's like, they don't look like players who have that much skill. Right. Like they, like you see a six foot three center. You're like, Oh, you know what? He's just a big two way center. You lock it down. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he's, you know, toe dragging it around you. And he's on a breakaway. Matthew Kachuk's the same way. Like, I don't look at a guy like Matthew Kachuk and think, oh, this is a really skilled player. And then he'll go between the legs or he'll, you know, do something nice or a nice tip. And you're like, no, like, this guy's got skill. Um, Very, very unique player. And, but would he want to stay in Buffalo? I mean, if he doesn't, like, if he doesn't want to be in Calgary, I can tell you for free, because I've I've lived in Calgary and we've gone to Buffalo quite a bit because we're out here for school. I think Calgary might be nicer. Yeah, absolutely. Like without a doubt. Um, like what? What is okay? Let's say this deal, this like projected like package, whatever you want to call it. Let's say that does go through. What does that mean for a guy like Johnny Goudreau, who is a pending pending UFA next year? Uh, I I honestly like I I don't understand that from like i don't understand the flames perspective of that like why i, I like I'm what just, do you like what do you do if you trade kajak for eichel eichel comes back and he's not 100 percent himself and johnny goudreau leaves in free agency and goes to probably philadelphia like i could have understood putting johnny goudreau in the package 
I would have understood Gaudreau. I would have understood Monaghan. I would have understood a lot of players. Matthew Kachuk to me is like the type of guy you'd want to build around, the type of guy you would want to play with Jack Eichel, not exchange for him. Without a doubt. And like, it, it does pose a lot of questions. Like, as you were good to point it out, like, does Kachuk even want to be in, in uh, Calgary long term? And I mean, is he even a fit in Calgary right now? Like, are they look? Is this more of an opportunity to get rid of him? Like, I, 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 like, I don't know. It, it really perplexes me because I, I've always been under the assumption that like Matthew Kachuk was going to be a Calgary Flame for a long time. Like, it seemed like the like the fans love him there, and what like what like it, I've never I've never heard anything you know of that. Uh, of him not liking Calgary or being there, being Calgary Flame. So this kind of comes out of nowhere for me. But you have to think that there's something like that going on. Uh, So we'll see what happens, likely tomorrow. It seems like there's a lot of pressure on this thing to get done. I'm going to say it is definitely done by our next episode. No doubt. I would be shocked if Jack Eichel is still technically a member of the Sabres organization by Sunday when we record next. Honestly, I, th- I think it's, I think it's going to be tonight or tomorrow. Like I think that it seems the fact that the flames have gotten this, I want to say close because I cannot imagine a bigger package than that. Yeah. Like, it, it, like I, I don't, I don't know how Vegas tops that because talking crabs, both nice pieces, doesn't come close not really i really really tough i would assume marsh or so would be an include included in the deal obviously their first round pick next year and then and then you're looking at maybe a guy like i don't know i saw somebody say like they they would trade shay theodore oh absolutely not and that is like that is my matthew kachuk for Vegas. That, like, that, that's the whole like cutting off your arm to save your leg type of deal where it's like, what, why are you doing this? It's yeah. Absurd. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Jack Eichel. But I think if, the, if that's the offer on the table and I think Matthew Kachuk staying uh, like would, would sign there, then if I'm Buffalo, I say yes to that hundred mm-hmm. percent. There, I, there I, I will be that first round pick is Eric Branson, in which case pass. Yeah, there is, there will be losers in this deal, and those losers will be the players getting traded to Buffalo. Oh, probably, yeah. Definitely. Apologies in advance. I mean, the Sabres have looked all right. They've looked all right, but they've got to live in Buffalo. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. <laughs> but you know, what what, what are you gonna do? You know, you can't you can't always you know you can't, not, you can't win them all. Not not everyone gets to be lucky enough to play in Florida. Like, it's just the reality. That's just, that's true. I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to. Yeah. Like, oh, nice weather year round. Like, oh my goodness. Sounds terrible. Oh my goodness. (laughs) After the, after a practice, I can go out fishing on my boat. Oh, this sounds brutal. Oh my goodness. I'm wearing shorts in February. Terrible. Like, yeah. yeah. The worst. Oh my goodness. But we will, yeah. Very, very interesting developments on the Jack Eichel front. And which is nice to see too, because this has been going on for so long. Like it's like that meme where it's like 
do with the guy with the stick. He's like, do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. It's everyone at the Buffalo Sabres. Just do something. <laughs> like, it's about time. So we will see. Uh, but now we'll get in. We'll talk about some Florida Panthers stuff. Uh, I know not much has been going on, but we'll talk about it and some of their upcoming games. But first, a quick ad read from our friends over at DraftKings. NFL fans out there, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It is that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get into some Panther stuff here. Uh, again, have not played since our, our last episode, our last recording, uh, but they're going tomorrow night against uh, Washington and which is nice because then if people are listening to this episode tomorrow in the afternoon, you know, it's kind of like a nice little preview for the matchup uh, of what we're going to see there. Um, but right out of the gate, uh, we got some injuries here. Panthers a bit dinged up. Anton Lundell doesn't look like he's ready to go quite yet. Uh, Joe Th- Thornton out. Nolachari still out. Olu Alevi uh, is still out pretty much about the entire time he's been here, which is unfortunate because I've been looking forward to seeing him, seeing, you know, he can do something outside of Vancouver and kind of be like some of the other uh, high draft picks the Panthers have dropped it, uh, have brought in, uh, but we haven't been able to see that yet. And then the big injury uh, still out uh, is Sam Bennett. Uh, so kind of a, it'll be it'll be a tricky one I think for the Panthers with with some of these injuries. Yeah, it's definitely not ideal. Um, no. Sam Bennett it just has been so good so far this season. Yeah, like it's tough. It's tough to to get an injury this early. I know he's probably itching to get back in. Absolutely. The, the team definitely is itching for him to get back in. So just a really tough situation. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like he's had such a great start to the season, kind of continuing the momentum from last season. Uh, you know, there were some questions about his new contract. Um, he's looked like he's worth every penny so far, being physical, putting up points. Uh, you know, doing the things that, that made him so effective last year uh, after coming over from the flames. So like, it's a, it's, it's a big loss because he, he brings uh, such a, again, like kind of like a Chuck, like a unique element to his game, right. That other guys on this team don't bring, especially in the top six of that, you know, scale of toughness uh, hockey sense. There's just, there's a lot to like about Sam Bennett's game. I think like, I, I love watching Sam Bennett play like him and Huberto are magic. It's, it's so much fun. It is. Like, probably, let's just say this. If Sam Bennett had performed the way he's performing right now in Florida, Calgary would not be trading for Jack Eichel. Oh, absolutely not. Well, And that's the bizarre thing, too, is that, like, 
like he, he looked brutal in Calgary and he's looked completely different since being in Florida. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I know he's playing with Huberto and that's great, but it's not like he was playing with scrubs in Calgary. Like they've tried, like they tried him with Gaudreau. They tried him with Kachuk. They tried him with Monaghan. They tried him with Lindholm. Like it's just bizarre that he's come in and just fit so perfectly. Like it's Florida's game. Like I'm thrilled about it. I love it. I, I love watching Sam Bennett out there for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, but really weird considering how things kind of went there in Calgary, but you know, he, he is a high pick for a reason. The one thing though I have to mention with the Sam Bennett injury is that this is why you bring in a guy like Sam Reinhart. This is the exact scenario where having a guy like Sam Reinhart is hugely important for your team because Sam Reinhart's a great hockey player. There are a lot of great hockey players out there, but with Sam Reinhart, part of his game is that he is kind of like that Swiss army knife player and you can kind of slot him in anywhere. Right. And you, you trust he's going to do the job. So they brought him in the off season. They started him out on the top line, moved him down to the third line. That third line got going. Then when Dell gets hurt um, now with Bennett out, they're moving him back to center on that second line. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, seeing Sam Reinhardt there at center? I mean, that's, that's actually, why... I'm looking, I'm looking at the lines now. It actually looks like they have him slotted on the third line with Vetrano and Marchment, which I mean, Sam Reinhardt getting to play with one of the best wingers in the league and Frank Vetrano. I mean, dream come true. Yeah. I mean, and he's not going to play like third line minutes. He's still in the not. upper teens, you know? Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he, he's that, you said it perfectly when you said he's the Swiss army knife, like, he is there to kind of do whatever is needed from him. And he's been doing that fantastically so far. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the things like if someone goes down, like if it was a center that went down, you could play him at center. If it was a winger, you bump him up to that line. Like th- that's part of the appeal of a player like that. Exactly. Right. Like, like- he, he, he's so perfect. He's been, he's a very, very effective, like defensive forward you need a guy like that. You need a guy you can rely on to play both ways on the ice, whether that be at winger or at center. Yeah, he's, they, he's the perfect piece. Yeah. Like that, that was one of the things I was excited about when they added him. I was like, Oh, like the versatility is so appealing. Like I know Sam Reiner, he's a first liner in Buffalo and he was great for them last year. Really one of their only bright spots, but you bring him in and it's like, you can put him anywhere. Right. Yeah. And that and that gives you so many options. And those options are what make you a dangerous team, especially when injuries start to happen. Yeah. And the, the problem in Buffalo was that they didn't have the depth that the Panthers have. So when no. you do get a, a, a guy like Ran, Reinhardt, who was first line in Buffalo on a team like like Florida is his role definitely changes. He's no longer like counted on to be that yeah like, like, like high-end point producer well yeah if you and if you were playing buffalo last year and you got you know the other teams line up on your on your whiteboard there was probably one forward you're circling and it's sam reinhardt he was he's the only guy maybe jeff skinner but depending like on how he's shooting the puck maybe olafson depending on if your team's good or not but like realistically he was he was the guy like when, when jack goes out he's the guy uh and the other thing too is that like Sam Reinhardt, like he's been, he's been good since he's been in Florida, right? But he hasn't, you know, taken off and, and gone to another level. He hasn't done anything, you know. He's, he's been just normal Sam Reinhardt pretty much, right? 
Like mm-hmm. he's been solid and he's been versatile, right? And that's what you want. But last season, he was, I think, his best season in Buffalo. And he played it mostly at center, right? He's kind of bounced around from center and wing with the Sabres. Like he'll play wing with Eichel, but with Eichel out, he was playing first line center and he was really good at that first line center role uh, here in Florida. So far, we've pretty much seen him on the wing. So I'm excited to watch him get some reps down the middle and to see if, you know, he can elevate his game playing in that role. Yeah, it's like, I don't think we were expecting him to have season high, uh, not season, uh, career high numbers once he got to Florida. I like, I know that wasn't my expectation. I don't think it was yours either. Like, I think it was absolutely though. Uh, <laughs> our good friend, John Bird Wiley. I think that was his expectations because he, can you, can you remind me when he drafted him in our fantasy hockey league? Yep. Oh no, he was a he, keeper. He kept he didn't, him. Yeah. That, <laughs> I was going to say he didn't get picked because John opted to keep him over Steven Stamkos, which I respect the move because, you know, Panthers all day. But uh, he was very optimistic. He even went out and got a Sam Reinhart jersey, but it was before Sam Reinhart's number was announced. And so he banked on Carter Verhage giving up 23 to Sam Reinhart. So now he is the proud owner of a Sam Reinhart number 23 jersey. Which I don't think there are a lot of other ones of that like nature. No, there would be a handful at most. But John's just that guy. He is. Too yeah. keen. Yeah, no, too keen. Gotta love it. You gotta respect it. Um, okay, but the upcoming match, Washington Capitals. What are some storylines you're looking for from this game? How did the Panthers win this one? Because uh, Washington, Washington's a team, like, every year, I'm like, oh, this is sh- surely this is the year where they finally regress. Like, Ovi's, yeah. like getting up there backstrom's getting up there right like tommy wilson put him down for 10 games of suspensions a year like and so every year i'm thinking i'm looking at their decor i'm like that's nothing special right like it's martin fair Faravi on their first pairing who says say most hockey fans <laughs> exactly i mean like we know but like who else no one else is the I point can- yeah, it, the, the Panthers go into probably their hardest stretch so far. Like, they play at home. They play Washington and Carolina. Yeah. And then they have to go on the road and play four games in six nights. Get some good teams, like the Rangers, uh, the Devils, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. Like, those are all pretty decent yeah. teams that you can easily lose a game to. So, the this first game against Washington is going to set the pace and set the, the moment, like it's going to set the standard for, for what we can expect from, from this, from this stretch. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a few games. It's like they play a little more than every other night for the next two weeks. So really important. I, I think they got, they got to rest. I think I, I want to say Monday or maybe it was Sunday. Um, so I'm expecting a fully energized team on Thursday and it's, you, you've got it. You've got, if you go down a man, you have to, you have to, you have to be on Ovechkin. I do not understand teams that let the guy roam free on the power play still. I, like, I, like, why would you do it? Like, you literally have to play four on three when you're on the PK. You just got to because 
you're assuming a guy is going to be on Ovi at all times. Yeah. And is that guy Radko Gudis? I think it could be. I feel bad for Ovi if it is. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, like I think this is going to be a very fun game because like Washington, like they're a big physical team too, right? And we talk a lot about the Panthers and one of the things that makes them so good and so tough to beat is they can they can beat in different ways, right? They can play all-out speed. They can play a, a, a heavy game. They can play physical. This to me seems like it's going to be a physical matchup, right? There's going to be, I think, a lot of hits thrown. I am... I'm I'm guessing probably like a Mason Marchment and Tom Wilson fight occurs at some point <laughs> is my prediction for this one. Um, but two really good teams, but the, the depth of Washington is, but it's so tough because on paper it looks terrible. I know it's like Pittsburgh this year. It's so, like, it's so tough. Like, yeah, on paper, I'm like, Oh, this, this band, that's, but like Washington, they're playing well, they're winning games, right? You got to give them credit. They're going to get decent goaltending. Uh, Ovi has been on a tear to start the year. Uh, but I think again, it, it's about winning those matchups down the lineup. And I know that's made a little bit trickier with some of the Panthers injuries right now. Um, and maybe that's why you throw Sam Reinhardt on that third line, spread it out just a bit more uh, with what you got. Um, but yeah, keys discipline's got to be key here. I know Panthers taking a lot of penalties this year. Um, and, you know, that, that's been an issue sometimes in the past. Like when, you, you know, you're in a game and you have some momentum, you take a penalty, the other team scores, right? Um, that can cause games to be closer than they need to be. So for the Panthers, discipline's got to be huge against this Washington power play. Um, and then, you know, play physical with your physical guys, but then just attack with speed. Like this Washington second one, a lot of speed on it. Like Connor McMichael can burn, Daniel Sprong can burn, Right. And mm-hmm. you're going to want, you know, maybe, you know, some mobility going up against them. But uh, down their lineup, it doesn't look great. So for the Florida Panthers, you're going to need your guys like Vetrano, like Reinhardt. They're going to have to show up uh, and, and play their games. But discipline here, huge, I think. Uh, you know, I think, if you keep, I think if you keep it at five on five for most of the game, I think you're going to win against this Washington team. Yeah. I- because – like the, the Panthers power play has been not much of an asset this year. Like it's been fine, but nothing special. Uh, and five on five, the team's been really, really good. That's, you know, that's where they've kind of won their games is through that five on five play. So more of that, more Anthony Duclair burning around, I don't know, let's say Justin Schultz, who else they got? Trevor Van Riemsdyk, probably going to look like a pile on. Our guy, Mike Matheson. Mike Matheson. On the Penguins? Oh, yeah. We're talking. We're talking Capitals. Oh, I thought you just said Penguins. No, did I? Oh, yeah. Could be distracted. I'm watching the pred. I got the Predators game on the background, so there's a lot of yellow on my screen. And I feel <laughs> it's like okay. I'm also distracted. I just got, I got a message for something to do for work. So we're both- we're crushing it. We're both, yeah, fully invested in this. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm okay. What's your score prediction for this one? Ooh. Mm, four two Panthers. All right. I'm gonna go five two Panthers. Okay. With an empty okay. netter. Throw it in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, There's gonna be some good good goaltending, I think. Yeah, like, again, uh, uh, yeah, like Bob again just went great this year. Yeah. Uh so we'll see him back in action. Uh 
but yeah, like a, a lot of, you know, the team's looking good, but you know, they're, they're hitting some adversity here now, you know, with everything going on last week with the, you know, some of the injuries going on as well. Um, so it's just, you know, do what you can get the points when you can, you know, and, and we'll see how they do, but uh, it's going to be a tricky stretch here for the Panthers, but no reason to doubt them really. Nah, no, no reason to doubt. No, never doubt. No, <laughs> No, I, I I see number seventy two in the net, and I'm I'm feeling calm. Exactly. This year, previous years, not so much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see. It should be a fun one. Uh, I think I think we'll, we'll end the end the episode here. Uh, we'll be back on uh, I guess Monday talking about uh, the newest Calgary Flame, Jack Eichel. Uh, talking about Panthers getting some players back from injury, and whatever else happens around the league. Talk about the results of some games. So. Should be a lot of fun. Hope to uh, hear everyone there. Uh, But thank you for tuning in, listening as always. uh, And we'll see you then. Back on top.